Hi, my name is Alexander Ruda, and today I will be talking with Ugandan coach Peter Chalanget. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So you're doing a great job coaching Ugandan athletes, but unfortunately your name isn't well known in the running community. Could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your work? Okay, my name is uh, Peter Chalanget, and I work with Uganda Athletic Federation. Uh, Medjelon uh, managing camp and national training for athletes. And I appreciate us connecting today and maybe discussing together. Thank you. Thank you. So you discovered Jacob Kiplimo's talent when he was like 15 years old because it was around 2015. That's exactly. Yeah. Now he's 21 and he's already a world record holder. What did you feel when you saw the race results from the Lisbon Half Marathon? Uh, when I saw the results from Lisbon and I saw Jacob uh, breaking the world record, I was very excited and I was super happy because he has made for Uganda as a country a big name. He has made a name for the Federation of Athletics in Uganda. And also for us as a community, he has done it very well. And then also for, for Rosa management where Jacob happens to run with, and I also do partly uh, the management, I do the management there. Really the management was very happy. So I was super proud of what Jacob has done. And I wouldn't say that uh, I do the training programs for for Jacob alone, but we do together with my counterpart friend in Italy called Lucapo Brasi. So we do together. I wanted to ask about your cooperation with Jacopo Brasi because you're coaching Jacob together. How does he help you in creating the training program? He comes with a, a program and then we, we try to see together how fitting it would be for, for the program for Jacob to to, to use the program. So we, we look at it and then we see where there are gaps and then also we see, can this be fitting and all that. So he's also, he's, he's, he's a great friend and a great coach also in Italy. Okay. So uh, after the race, I saw a video with Joshua Cheptegai and other guys dancing and celebrating after, after Jacob's race in Lisbon. In many countries, there is a, a lot of rivalry among the best athletes, but there it seems like mm. a family. What do you think about this? Immediately when uh, Jacob won that race, I was uh, I was uh, I was still in charge. You know, I also do charge work. So when I is when I see the results, and everyone is calling me, "Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you?" We need to celebrate. So what we did was we had to go to our camp, that is the Rosa camp in Captura, mm -hmm. and then we organized some party. And to to my very good uh, surprise, and was to see our brother Joshua Cheptegei coming, and the other colleagues come, and we all celebrate, and that really. Uh, that really made me so happy. The reason that, uh, like you have said, in some countries, it is sometimes very difficult for top athletes to come together. But here it is a little bit unique because Joshua himself is so close to Jacob and he doesn't look at him as a rival, but he just looks at him as a, 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 a favorable uh, 
competitor and a friend you see that so <laughs> there is nothing like for him to say that maybe uh he's an enemy or what no they they all run as friends and we they all run as ugandans jacob bringing that a record to Uganda was something to celebrate by Josh also because we needed also those medals to come to our country. So we are all as a family here in Capturing Uganda. Thanks, I understand this. So now what I would like to focus on your story. You were born mm -hmm. and raised in Gange, Queen District in Eastern Uganda, is it right? Yeah, I was born in Ngenge in the low belt of Sebei. But uh, since 1985, we migrated to Kapchora town because we had a challenge of um, the Karamojong riders who are the neighbors to Ngenge to the north. So these people destabilized the whole lower belt of Sebei because they were raiders of cattle and they took people's cattle properties, burnt houses and all that. So what happened was for us to migrate to Kapchora town. So since 1985 up to now, I have been in Kapchura town where I have spent much of my time. But once in a while, I, I, I go to the lower belt of Sebei to check on the farm. But majorly, I am stationed here in Kapchura since 1985. Wow. And I wanted to say that now the peace is coming. The peace has come in the lower belt of Sebei and now people are resettling back. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. So where does your passion for athletics come from? My passion for athletics uh, started when I was in high school in Sebei College, Tegres. Uh, in my Oliver, I used to, I was in charge sports in the whole school. I used to coordinate the sporting programs and all that. And now that time, uh, I, I, I loved running. I, I could run even 25 uh, round, 25 laps, that's like 10,000. I could run even cross country. But I don't want to say that I was the best. No, I was, uh, I was an average athlete and, and I, I loved and I had the passion for the sport. Only now that um, we couldn't have opportunities like the way our friends now have. A, a few athletes could get exposures. And a few of them left the country and they went to the United States up to today. But for us, we, we remained here. And then also when I went to university, still I still had that passion of athletics. And after I finished the university at Makere University in 2009, I came back to my community and I was working with the children's organization. So around 2011, I started the club that with a colleague, uh, uh, who was in the States called CP Falls Athletics Club. Now, when we started uh, that, uh, that club, that is when now we started realizing a number of athletes. We started now spotting some kind of talent. After spotting that talent now, we started taking them and exposing them for, for, for competitions. But when uh, I lacked the facilitation because uh, I wasn't having enough resources to cater for these athletes, so I decided to, to swap uh, our athletes with one of the officials in Kampala who was working in the federation. So we joined together with the Arua Athletics Club. And that is where now I started getting facilitation to help athletes to train. I continued all that time up to today in the athletics arena. 
Otherwise, my passion started when I was still in primary and high school. I used to run all middle distance and long distance. I was so good in the short, but I was not very good in long, but I could finish even 25 laps and all that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's great. And when you see a uh, like talented runner, the young talented runner, what are what are the biggest challenges for him to to become a professional athlete? No, the, the biggest challenge is majorly for upcoming athletes is uh, sometimes they may, uh, most of them come from a very low background whereby they, there are a lot of things that they may lack. Now, like when you look at them, sometimes they may even lack uh, training facilities like shoes. They may also lack things like clothes. They may also lack even sometimes to, to get uh, food like breakfast after having a very serious training. So you realize again that ah, uh, there is nothing even. So all those things become very difficult. And sometimes now more especially now to the, to the girls now, is they may even sometimes lack even things like uh, parts, that is like sanitary parts. So at the end of the day, uh, you would find them that uh, they drop out of running because they are lacking some of the things. So, and also we don't have even so many training fields, good fields, we've got a few. So all those things become a challenge for them. So they cannot progress very well. And now also we've got a few international managers who can come down and then help these people. So we realize that all those things are a, are a challenge. So it affects them. But once we have all these things put in place, then we, we can raise so many talent in this country, in Uganda. And what had the biggest influence on your training philosophy? Books, coaches that you've met or your own experience? Uh, it, is, it is majorly my own experience, also with the support and help from my friend in Italy and Rosa Management. And then plus the uh, Uganda Athletic Federation, you see that. And then also, I also appreciate the uh, International Olympics Council, which gave us a scholarship. I also studied sports management under the scholarship for uh, the World Olympics Council. Mm. Okay. And uh, like mm. in your training system, what training session do you think are crucial for for long distance runners in, in Uganda that you coach? Mm. No, all, 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 all the sessions are, are, are crucial and necessary because what you know is uh, we, we have a, a program from morning, uh, for, for, from Monday to Saturday. So you realize that all are very important because now we've got programs like Easy Run, we have got also fat leg. We have also got uh, hill climbing. We have got also temperance. We also have long run. So you realize that all that holistically will help the athlete to perform very well. And then, uh, so, so you, you, you cannot underestimate any program because all, all the program from easy to long run and speed work is very good. You see yeah. that? Mm. And yeah. Because you're running in a very hilly terrain. Uh, yes. Is mileage like lower because of that, or how how much mileage do your like lo top long distance athletes run in in a hilly terrain? Okay. Uganda? 
what I would say is um, for us in Kapchora, we are living in a, in a mountain area, uh, but that doesn't mean that we only train in the mountains. What we do is um, when it is easy runs, we can do them along the mountain here. When, when it is like speed works, we do the speed works within the, the, the tracks that are good here in Kapchora. And then when it comes to something like now temporary or a long run, sometimes we go to the low elevation because we wouldn't have, want our athletes to have that experience of over climbing hills, you see that. But we've got a session that we also train our athletes. That's like uh, hill, hill, hill work, that's hill climbing and all that. So we, we make a workout for that. So the most important thing is, uh, we, we go for low elevations when it comes to something like a long distance running, like running 21 kilometers, or you want to run 40 kilometers training and all that. So we keep alternating and all this is beautiful for them. Okay, yeah. and when you're talking about lower altitude, what do you mean like, what altitude is it? No, when, when I, I talk about the low altitude means that we are taking them on a flat course. Okay. okay, we are training them on that scale. But when you are in Kapchora here, we are at an altitude of uh, 1,800. When you climb again at the other side of Kapchora, it goes to an altitude of 2,300 to even 3,000. As you climb Mount Elegon, you know we are in Mount Elegon region. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, so the upper area is a higher elevation, but the lower side has a, a lower altitude. You see that, which is only good form. For temporary and and then long runs. Mm. Okay. Mm. And now coming mm. back to Jacob, could you describe how you discovered that he's a talented runner? No, uh, Jacob used to run when he was still even in a primer, and then how his talent was much discovered is when he ran a mountain race, and then when he ran that mountain race as a young boy, he he became number one and he won. And from there now, that is when Jacob was picked and then he was taken to Italy where he trained in Italy as he could also come and we trained together at home. Yeah, but also the world also realized Jacob when he, he represented Uganda as one of the youngest athletes in, in Rio, Brazil Olympics. That was a 2016. That's when the world now was able to realize that, ah, Jacob is, a, is, a, is also a great talent. At that younger age, he was able to represent the country. Yeah, because mm. in, in Rio, he, he ran about uh, 13, 30 for 5,000 meters while he was 15 mm. years old, I think. Yeah, that was it was 15 years. Yeah, old. like that's really amazing. Mm. Uh, yeah, but uh, Jacob is an is an amazing person, very amazing. Yeah. Mm. He has uh, self-determination, he has a lot of discipline. Uh, his character is very good. He doesn't have any issue with anyone. He would love to support and help everyone. Yeah. He, well, and mm-hmm. you know, he has that passion and feel to run and I believe there are more things that he has to do in the world of athletics. Mm. Okay. Mm. One, one thing that I've noticed was that Jacob was very uh, optimistic. Like when I saw him he, mm. in Lisbon, because I mm. met him in Lisbon, he was almost all the time smiling and like he laughed a lot. Like, mm. is it also like mm. important trait of his character? Mm. Yeah. And he has got some kind of natural talent inside of him. That also it's boosted by his continuous training, mm-hmm. but naturally he is talented. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, and mm. uh, did mm. he trail while being a high school student or did he become professional athlete very early? He became a professional athlete very early at the age of 15. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So yeah. there are many runners in his family. Mountain running world champion Victor Kimtangat, 209 marathoner Robert Chemongas, 1306 5000 yes. meter runner Oscar Chelimo are his brothers. Was his father yes. also a runner? Yeah, history tells us that his father was a Arab Simba, was a great athlete. And therefore, every child now has gotten that gene of the father to run because when you look at victor and antiamongas robert are from another mother then you look at now chelimo oscar is also from another mother and then now kiplimo jacob is from another mother but every family have got children that are running so it means that the gene comes from the father and all of them, I elected, all of them, I, didn't, I, I was with the Victor, I was with Oscar, I was with the Chemonga's uh, Robert, all the way from 2011, mm, until when now they joined, uh, when they joined the police force. That is when now they moved from me. But currently, I'm also with now Robert Chemonga's in Rosa Management. Mm. Okay. So do you think yeah. that growing up with such a family background was beneficial for his athletics development? Yeah, I think it was beneficial. I, I believe so, it's beneficial because uh, uh, the whole inspiration comes from, from the father, mm. his late father. Mm. Okay. So in August, uh, Jacob competed in the Tokyo Olympics and Diamond League. How much time did it take him to mm. recover after the track season? And when did he, the preparation for Lisbon Half Marathon started? Okay, after, after Jacob uh, finished, uh, after the Tokyo Olympics, uh, Jacob was able to come and have some rest like uh, two to three weeks. Then from there now, that is when we started another training session. So he had a, a rest of almost a month because he, he needed also to rest himself. And then after that, now we started the training program. Mm. Okay. And in mm. Lisbon, Jacob, Jacob seemed very confident during the race. He ran almost all the distance alone without any pace makers or competitors beside him. Where do you think his confidence it, come from? His confidence comes from, from his, uh, majorly it comes from, from his training program. When he looked at how he had trained himself and he, he looked at his health was fine. So Jacob had the confidence that he would run and, 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 then, and then win that race because already he knows he had trained enough and his body was on shape and he had no illness issue. So he was confident he, he could run and win that race. Mm. Okay, and speaking more specifically about his training, what was his weekly mileage during this preparation and like the typical training sessions? Uh, no, <laughs> I wouldn't say much about that, but I would say that from the beginning of the training, we could go for a, a longer, a longer training session. But towards his, his um, competition in Lisbon, we had to, to reduce his training program. 
because he had also to reserve his energy so that he could go and run in Lisbon well. So the whole thing was, we had a lengthy training session in the beginning, but at the end, we reduced the training workout. Okay. Majorly only to help him uh, to save the energy. Okay. For the competition. And which yeah. of the training sessions made you confident that Jacob is well prepared for the race? He said that he had run 20 kilometers in 58 minutes uh, before coming yes. to Portugal. Yes, of course. And also the, the speed work. There is, there is one which he could even run a 50, 56 in 400 meters. Find someone running 56. 400 meters times eight. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. What was the rest between the sets? Of course, in, in that phone, uh, it is always recovery of, uh, of, of, of two minutes. Okay. So apart from being coach, you're also a pastor. Is it difficult to combine these two activities? No, it is not. It is not difficult. Uh, okay. What is quite important also is uh, prayers also works. And therefore, I concentrate myself with the athletics program from Monday to Saturday. Okay. But after training, after the training sessions, I'll also be concentrating on my things and my other things like, like farming to support my family, and then also concentrating on, on ministry work, that is church. So always on Sunday, I go to church. When I go to church, mm -hmm. I also ask some of the athletes, if they are willing, let us go to church. Reason being, athletics requires a lot of discipline so that you can succeed. And the place where athletes can get uh, uh, discipline is when they go to church and they will learn the word of God. Once they hear and they learn the word of God, that will help them to instill some good morals in them. And it will help them be good athletes who are disciplined. And then they can run very well. Mm. Okay. So church also is very important. Okay, so is Sunday a, f a free day for athletes or they still run on this day? Yeah, uh, Sunday is a, is a free day now. For We look at Sunday as a resting day for athletes. So when they are resting, then we go to church and worship and praise God. And then maybe just in the evening, on a Sunday, we can do uh, easy run. That's like they can just go for easy run, like 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Yeah. And exactly. Uh, during the normal weekdays, how many training sessions per day are, are you doing? No, uh, it, it depends. There is a time you, oh, okay. There is a time you, you can have like uh, two sessions. That is training in the morning and then easy training in the evening. But there is a time also you can have training in the morning. And then you can also have in mid morning, and then you have in the evening. So okay. it depends. Yes. So from mm. two up to three training sessions a day, yes? Yeah, majorly they are two. Okay. But sometimes you can have three. Uh, mm. And so, once they finish that kind of training, they go and rest. Mm. Okay. 
And yeah. yesterday, uh, RAG half marathon organizers announced that in February, Jacob will participate participate in their event. What do you expect mm. from him in, in this race? Mm. What I would say is um, we have had and our management have spoken about that, but uh, I believe if Jacob is going to run in that race, still, it will be, still, what I would say is it will perform even better than the Lisbon run, according mm. to me. Yeah. If it happens that he goes, I believe he will run the best time than even the time he ran in Lisbon. Because oh. he will be having friends and counterparts who will help even him uh, to, to pace. Okay, As so... compared to Lisbon, where he only ran alone. He paced for himself in Lisbon alone. Yeah, but yeah. in Rack, I believe we will be having athletes from management who will help push him the more. You see that? Okay. Yeah. Like I think that mm. the one challenge that will be in Iraq that like the temperatures are about like 18, 19 degrees. So like it's could not, it be very hot? Like it's it's not hot, but like not perfect for distance running. So I think it would be maybe a challenge. But apart from there, like so now. So, so now it is likely going to depend on the weather. Mm -hmm. If the weather is going to be favorable, and then everything will be favorable. But we will also try to, to train in areas which almost also have the same similar temperatures at that time. Okay. Uh, so that will be the for us. Yes. Mm. Okay. So mm. I think that's all. Thank you very much for having this ability to, to talk with you. It was great to meet and maybe we'll meet someday. <laughs> okay, thank you very okay. much. All right. all right, thank you.